Okay, so today I'd like to talk about this saint. It's Saint John Bosco, and also known in Italian as Don Bosco, a title. So Saint John Bosco was born in Italy in 1815 and died in 1888. So he lived through some trying times in the church. Um, his mom is actually venerable. Um, and she was widowed. She actually chose to remain celibate. And this really affected St. John Bosco, that she gave up that ability to marry for the sake of the kingdom. And she basically raised him as a single parent. So all single parents out there, pray to St. John Bosco. He's a great example to help you. Well, anyway, as he grew up, he was on his own a lot. So he would go into the streets and he would meet other young men where they worked and played. He would go out to them. He just didn't open the church doors and say, come to me. I think a lot of us priests are guilty of that. Well, the church is here. You're welcome. Like uh, confessions, you know, like, well, come and make an appointment. Well, let's go out to them. And he did. He would go out to the streets and meet these people. But he would use his talents as a performer um, he would do tricks to capture people's attention, and then he would evangelize to them. It's very interesting. Um, he pioneered what they called gospel magic. Now, don't think we're talking black magic or the occult or anything like this. This is purely stage magic. And not The word magic is just meaning something that captures your attention to see that it's a trick. Okay, so please be aware of that. But he would do this to attract the youth. And so in 2002, John Paul II declared him the patron of stage magicians, not magicians that we read about in Egypt that try to invoke gods to bring plagues, things like that. No, 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 no. But anyway, um, he's the patron of stage magicians, just innocent, clean, fun, you know, the rabbit out of the hat thing. But anyway, he's the patron saint also of editors and publishers. So we here at the center could use his help. School children and juvenile delinquents. Um, this is one where um, we might know somebody who has a, a, a rougher childhood that uh, needs prayers. This is the guy. Well, anyway, I want to tell this story um, because his feast day uh, is my sister's birthday. Today, my sister has her birthday. And I think of her a lot on this day um, because of this connection. And I wanted to tell a little story. You've heard me maybe mention her in the past. But anyway, she's, um, you know, we always grew up together. She was always very, um, very gentle, very quiet, uh, very passive. And she's very special. My dad would sometimes spend more time with me. I think not because he didn't want to spend time with her, but it was the shared interest thing. You know, um, my dad's interest was in fishing or sports, watching sports, and that wasn't her thing. So she kind of got a little bit left behind. And uh, she quietly just kind of remained for years in the background, unassuming. Um, she married. She ended up finding uh, a man then out of high school, and she got married. And you may have heard me say this story before, but after 24 years of marriage, um, this guy left her. Now, he had had a girlfriend, 
Uh, many of you have probably experienced this situation before. So he was an unfaithful spouse, um, told her that he didn't feel in love anymore. And we always point out, remember, love is not just an emotion about feelings. Feelings go up and down, as I always say, like I always use the word seismograph. If we only went by feelings, the second that our feelings would go down, everybody would be divorced. Maybe that's the reason why divorce rates are 50%. It is not just a feeling. Love is, an, is, is yes, it's an emotion, but it, it's an act of the will. It's a decision. I'm going to love you no matter what. You've always heard me use the example of a parent at night loves her baby or his baby. So he gets up to change a dirty diaper. Nobody feels like changing a dirty diaper at two o'clock in the morning, but they do because they love that person. So they make an act of the will, a decision that I'm going to take care of this baby. It's the same in your wedding vows. I'm making a decision to stay with you through the good and the bad, rich or poor, for better, for worse. And so this is what her ex-husband did not do. She was devastated. She was devastated. Um, and, um, you know, uh, interesting. And again, I've told this story once before, a couple times before, but he left my sister for another woman. And the woman he left her for was Lisa. And um, you've heard me maybe say the story, well, they were having an argument one day, my ex-brother-in-law and this new girlfriend that he left my sister for. And they were having an argument. And at the last moment, they pulled up to a train um, crossing. And in the middle of the argument, as the train was approaching, she suddenly jumped out of the car and jumped in front of the train, um, killing her instantly. And it really was just a bad situation all the way around. And later I learned that my sister had been praying for this woman every day. And early in my religious life, I was still being formed in the meaning of love. And I found that out and I was so moved by that. And I was like, Pam, this is a woman who ended your marriage, or at least, I mean, of course, the husband had something to do with it, obviously. But this woman really had a big part in ending the marriage. And I said, uh, how do you do that? How do you, how do you pray for her every day? You know, most people would be good riddance or, you know, you, you cause this problem for yourself or whatever. And my sister was very humble and just said, you know, she's somebody's daughter. Um, she committed adultery and she took her own life. She really is in need of prayer. And she said, I figure if I, the one that she sinned against, could pray and ask for her forgiveness, God could certainly forgive her. And we wish nobody to lose their soul. I was so moved by that that I remember thinking, here, I'm the one studying at the time to be a priest, and it was my sister who told me or showed me what it was like to be Christian. 
So here I am, as I've always said, the priest, and yet she's the one teaching about forgiveness. Now, her job is to take care of my mom. She takes, takes care of her. Um, God bless her for, for doing that. Um, you know, she's searching. She's looking a lot, like a lot of us. But anyway, my sister never remarried. Like John Bosco's mom, she's gone the path of celibacy, offering that time and service to take care of my mom and hopefully more to God. Um, I think she was so hurt. Um, you know, she never found the right person. But it's like John Bosco's mom that just decided, no, I'm not remarrying. She's not remarried. But we always know God wants to bring a greater good out of even these bad situations. Uh, so my dad, I, I, I love this story. Uh, I tell it once in a while on her birthday. My dad did find the ultimate male companion for my sister, an awesome adult yellow lab who needed a home. Now we heard that John Bosco was a magician, but he also loved animals. And anyway, my dad got my sister this big adult yellow lab that needed a home. He was an amazing dog. Um, he got the dog for Pam then from a, a neighbor or from a friend, and, and she fell in love with him. He protected her, protected the house. He was a big teddy bear, but he was very brave. He, he, he took on once a pack of coyotes by himself. He got chewed to pieces and tangled with a pack of coyotes, but was very brave. Um, we had to have him put down, um, but Pam had a lot of great times with him a great dog, a great companion. And in a way, he helped her to rebuild. I think that's the gift that God gives us in pets. So I say, St. John Bosco, please pray for my sister. And I always point out because the name of her dog was Bosco. <laughs> what a beautiful way God gives in these little connections. On her birthday, the feast day, St. John Bosco, she was given a gift of this pooch named Bosco. And what a great dog he was. You know, I do want to finish. St. John Bosco was known for have seen the two pillars. You may have seen this painting. It's a famous painting of a ship sailing in between two pillars. This is actually a vision or a dream that St. John Bosco had. Um, that one pillar was Mary, the help of Christians, and the other pillar is the Eucharist. And he had this vision that those are the two pillars of the church, Mary and the Eucharist. And what is the Eucharist? It's basically divine mercy. St. Faustina had these same two pillars of her spirituality, Mary and the Eucharist, which is divine mercy. We Marian fathers, this is why I'm a Marian, have those two pillars unlike any other religious community in the church. That's why when you are a Marian helper, you're sharing in the charism of something unlike any other community. Mary and divine mercy. Divine mercy in the Eucharist. And so I'm going to have um, Joseph read you St. Faustina's diary at the end of Mass, number 320. Because in that passage, it talks about Faustina seeing a pack of dogs. A pack of dogs. 
And it was in that pack of dogs that we see like this reading where Jesus says, who are you? And they said, Legion, there is many of us. These dogs, when they attacked St. Faustina or tried to, said, there is many of us and we're going to tear you to pieces. And St. Faustina said, if it's God's will, tear me to pieces. And these dogs said, let us flee. The mighty one is with her. And so we can have fear of dogs. They can be like that. They could attack. But at the same time, John Bosco also had a recurring dream through his entire life of a dog. It's amazing how this all connects. My sister, the dog that really helped her rebound in her life, his name was Bosco. Today's the saint day of St. John Bosco. St. John Bosco had this vision of a recurring vision of a dog And this dog was seen through his whole life, expended way beyond the life of a normal dog. So it was a spiritual. And you know who that dog was? His guardian angel. And the dog protected St. John Bosco. The dog protected him from the coyotes, so to speak, like my dog Bosco, Pam's dog Bosco protected her. It was the same exact thing. And this dog was John Bosco's guardian angel. Guardian angels could take many forms. Now, not in the same way, not metaphysically, but the yellow lab Bosco was kind of my sister's guardian angel. Now, please don't write me letters and say, Father, it's theologically incorrect to say the dog was an angel. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that in a way he was like a guardian angel beautiful and being there as a companion. St. John Bosco is the perfect name. Bosco was the perfect name for her dog. And let us take these little gifts that God gives us, such as pets, such as dogs, to be able to give us that little outlet. Protection, maybe. Maybe just somebody to uh, dump all of, our, <laughs> all of our emotions on. They listen unconditionally. And thank God for the gift of what he gives us, not just in each other, but in his creation. St. Francis of Assisi would be another great example of this, seeing the beauty in all of God in his creations. The animals, the plants, the sky, the earth and each other. Praise be to God and St. John Bosco, pray for us. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit 
divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.